You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network as we bring you another exclusive episode in our third watch coverage. We are now officially into the ninth episode of the second season. This one is called Run of the Mill. I'll get that one correct, unlike the last episode where I jumped ahead one episode. Um, this episode. First aired uh, all the way back uh, on a day that was the amazing date of, as I try and find it in front of me, there it is, the 4th of December 2000. That's called Stretching, folks. Um, It was written by Bonnie Mark and it was directed by Felix Enriquez Alcala. Uh, And looking forward to this one. This is definitely, definitely a great, 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 great episode uh, my name is Ben, and be well, be happy. We all love you. <laughs> and I'm back. My name's Brandy, and so if I'm Santa Claus, does that make you the elf, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this episode. This is just, again, as I said at the end of the last episode, it's just one of these ones that I just forget how good it is. You know, I'm always so focused on, you know, how good After Hours is, how good the self-importance B Carlos is, you know, how how good Four Days is, uh, you know, just so many of these episodes. But, um, yeah, this this could be a top three episode of the season. This could be just behind After Hours and the self-importance of being Carlos. Uh, maybe also outside of uh, the one where they get locked outside. Uh, what is it? A uh, Rock and a Hard Place. Maybe the fourth best episode this season, but just so good. Uh, fifth best episode. I like exposing faith. Shit, there's lots of good episodes this season, people. This is why this is such a good episode. Um, but I mean, we kind of we steer away slightly from our solitary character narrative. It's kind of a collective episode, but again, you would argue it's maybe a Sully episode. Um, but yeah, Brandy, just any brief thoughts on this uh, episode at all that you want to mention before we get straight into this? No, I'm excited to get to the Christmas part. I'm 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 a Christmas I'm such a big Christmas fan. I'm like I be counting down the days until Christmas when Christmas is over and I'm like, okay, okay, three hundred and sixty five days, okay, three sixty four, three yeah. Um <laughs> I'm excited. I'm a a big Christmas guy, too. Christmas is definitely my favourite time of the year. And I guess kind of an Australian perspective, you know, we don't have Thanksgiving. We don't really do Halloween. So kind of like we've got a bit of a longer wait to get to Christmas. Whereas you guys, I know, having been in the States uh, around this time of year, uh, around Christmas, sort of Thanksgiving time, it's sort of, you know, you have Halloween, big deal. Then you kind of have Thanksgiving, big deal. Then you've got Christmas. You've kind of got three little stepping stones towards the end of the year. Um, whereas us poor Aussies oh my just deal with what, I mean, Queen's birthday, can I just, June, then we have to wait to fucking Christmas. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll, I'll just say it's like, I remember growing up, I was like, I, I used to want a December birthday so bad because it was during, you know, it was going to be a close, Christmas, close to Christmas. Now my son, his birthday is four days after Christmas. So not only do we have Christmas, we have a Christmas birthday in the house, which is also exciting. There you go. And then like going down to like, I told you about where I live, right? It's like, it used to be a hotel. Mm-hmm. Going down into the lobby today, we have a Christmas tree already up. Wow. Already. Wow. I'm kind of, it's, yeah, it's kind of early, but yeah. Well, I mean, this, <laughs> I don't agree with people like that argue about things early. I mean, you know, I think kind of October generally, you know, is about the time you start putting, end of October, start of November. That's, that's pretty much Christmas time. So all these people, oh, it's too early. Like, wh- what is the date? that people want this to happen. It's like when people come, like, January and complain about Easter eggs in stores. Like, Easter's kind of generally end of March, early April. So, like, 
middle of January is pretty standard for Easter. You know, if they start putting Easter eggs out in, like, <laughs> July, fair enough, that is too early. Start putting Christmas trees out in March, yeah, that's too early. But, like, you know, I mean, it's a couple, usually you've got about a two, three-month I mean, head start on these right? holidays. <laughs> I mean, I get both sides because, like, okay, for me, be, okay, I th- okay, this year I feel like it was a little bit way too early. But at the same time, it didn't stop me from buying the stuff. <laughs> True. I'm just, it's just, I think it's, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I thought it was early because, like, they had Christmas stuff out in October or before October. And I was like, oh, come on. Now, Helen's not even here yet. <laughs> but at the same time, I was still picking up crap and buying it. So <laughs> I do I do like the David Letterman joke he used to say when he used to get there. And he's like, oh, so, you know, those Christmas uh, decorations you just put up? They're actually for next year. Uh, so, <laughs> I kind of like the, the David Letterman joke he used to say about that. But uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, this is kind of our first Christmas episode of Third Watch. And we don't really have many Christmas. I mean, there's two that stand out. Obviously, this one Which and is perfect the timing. onion one. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's good for us in terms of the time we're recording this and when we release it. So, Merry Christmas. This is a Third Watch Christmas special. Uh, we start off, though, we are at the uh, sort of bachelor party for Jimmy and Brooke. Ah, oh, Brooke's back. Evil Aru, Evil Review, I was about to call her. But uh, everybody's favourite woman who's about to get a heartbroken is back. Um, to date this episode, we've got some Robbie Williams, Rock DJ, playing in the background. I love that song. And a song that always surprises me is in Third Watch because... Uh, you're probably not overly familiar with Robbie Williams because uh, I know he never sort of really made it in America, but uh, huge in Britain, huge in Australia, formerly of uh, Take That, if you didn't know where he's from. But uh, this is a great song. And if you've ever wanted to see a very overly the top disturbing video clip, look at the video clip for Rock DJ, when essentially Robbie Williams is standing in a circle, he's dancing to his song, he strips naked, and then he essentially wants to keep going, so he peels his skin off, peels his muscles off, pulls his guts out, and he just dances as a skeleton. So, um, there you go. Everybody's wanting to look that up right now. One of the most disturbing film clips you'll ever see, but it's a fun one. It's a great song. But, um, yeah, we, we learned that they didn't, sadly, get a bachelor party. Jimmy obviously wanted one, but they kind of agreed to sort of have this, I guess, uh, function, this hotel room. Everybody's there. Uh, well, nearly everybody. The police aren't there, but wait, they'll be at the wedding soon. Just it's kind of weird who gets invited to this wedding, but we'll get to that. Um, and sort of in between this, we've kind of got this is maybe your dirty kid moment of this episode. We've just kind of got a oh, he's a horse and cart that's collapsed. So um, let's deal with this horse. Bosco jokes he wants to shoot it, um, but they say no. So okay, that's kind of that bit covered. But we just got this fun scene sort of with everybody uh, at this uh, party. We uh, we see Lombardo here show up with his girlfriend, uh, Jimmy and her, exchange a brief little hello. Taylor and Bobby go up on the roof and have a nice little conversation. Now, I remember back in After Hours that I said that we don't really get much explored with this uh, Taylor-Bobby relationship. It's kind of them kissing in After Hours and then it's basically to a really weird episode where kind of they're just joking around whatever's happening with them. I forgot about this sequence where we kind of have them romantically on the roof talking about inflatable gorillas. Um, but, I mean, like, it's just never explored. This is just sums up Bobby this season. Like, shouldn't we have, like, them waking up in bed the next morning and, I don't know, just having a nice little time? Like, we get more with Taylor and Davis in a season or two. So, um, yeah, sadly, uh, if you're shipping off uh, Bobby and Taylor, we could call it, I don't know, Baylor or uh, Toby or something. I don't know. <laughs> Toby. Why do I feel like it's funny because like I feel like I can re- I don't know when I think of Taylor I think of Bobby and Taylor more than I think of Davis and Taylor really? every time I and know. like and I, yeah 
And then I forget, like, Davis and Taylor, like, were actually an item at one point. I forget. I think it's because Bobby and Taylor, like, have this funny chemistry. And it just reminds me more. Think- and this is also Bobby's season, so maybe that's why. I'm yeah. not sure. I think they've both got great chemistry, both pairings. And kind of the Davis-Taylor one's sort of just a random one. But you understand why they will eventually bond. And we don't want to spoil anything why. But, um... Yeah, I, I think kind of the Bobby, it just sums up Bobby this season. It's just they're going nowhere with this guy. Uh, Bobby Cannavale knows at this point. I'm sure at this point he's, you know, said to the guys, write me out. So it's only a matter of time. We're only, what, about eight episodes away, seven episodes away from him leaving. So, yeah, we're, we've kind of just got him randomly. Because, I mean, you, you kind of feel that you're going to get something between these two. But really, it just turns into the butt of the joke, this episode, because we've kind of got this moment between the two on the roof, which is kind of... I don't even know why this scene is there of them on the roof, because it's not like they kiss. It's not like they do anything. It's just, a, oh, how nice is it up here? Like, this is just, to me, where it's kind of like... we it's need so to. gorgeous. <laughs> no, I was like, it's so gorgeous. I was just mocking it. I mean, it is, I mean uh, it's gorgeous in the fact that I love... I, I want to go up on that roof and just hang out there, because like, I love that city so much that I would just stand up there and, you know... Uh, stare at it, but I just, I don't know, Just it just seems a little bit wasted, and I don't know, have them kiss, have yeah. them have something more here, because they do have good chemistry, um, or just kind of not have this scene, I just don't understand why this scene is there. Um, but then we kind of, it kind of leads to, uh, this is this is kind of Taylor's starring episode since After Hours, so Taylor sort of walks out, she's got to go to the bathroom, she walks in on, uh, well, it's Lombardo's girlfriend getting, uh, intimate with somebody uh we assume it's lombardo um so of course she's like knocking on the door she's like oh whoops um she's kind of all like uh you know hurry up gotta gotta go to the bathroom so out comes uh lombardo's girlfriend um and you know she's banging on the door come on lombardo hurry up hurry up we're expecting to see him leave but uh uh-oh it's jimmy naughty jimmy jimmy's gotten uh himself into trouble again by having sex with somebody else that isn't brooke um, so we get a bit of an Orkies moment here. Um, can I just really point out the obvious here? Why the hell are they having sex in such a public place if they don't want to get caught? Like, I know we kind of get a brief explanation from Jimmy later on when he's like, oh, she just, you know, pulled me into the bathroom. Like, go into a cubicle? Why are you having sex on the basin? Like, you're at a party with that many people. Do you not assume people are going to use the bathroom? Come on. Just Jimmy. I mean, I but like no, Jimmy, but the guy's got no one else to blame but himself. He doesn't. I mean, he's just... It's time to, for Jimmy to grow up. And as you could tell, he, see, he still hasn't grown up yet. And we get to that point, like you said, like when he does, like, oh, she just pulled me into the bathroom. He's trying to explain, like, why he did it. And, like, can I just say, like... Because we, we now know who's seen him and Lebrado's girlfriend. I forgot. I don't know. Does she have a name? Uh, she does um uh, yeah keep going i'll find it because yeah 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 but i'm just saying like when he's like well don't ruin this for linda. me it's like bro, you, you, linda yes yes because i know she she becomes a big part later on at one point yes. doesn't she yeah oh yeah my, she, she, my, she's, okay, she yeah, comes back yeah, yeah. yeah she's well she's in at least one episode but it's kind of more implied with the lombardo storyline but she gets a name mentioned a bit yeah more, yeah it but, is uh, we'll see her yeah. in one more episode but she's still around but anyway sorry yeah yeah, no, and he's just when he's like, "Oh, don't ruin this for me," it's like you ruin it for yourself. But how are you gonna put that? I don't know. I feel like Alex coming into this episode, this season, she got she's gotten a lot of shit from Jimmy, like not in a bad way. She's like constantly in these awkward situations with Jimmy in the beginning, 
and then that's it, you know, but yeah. Which is, I think this goes back to me when I said I initially did not like Taylor when she came into it. And I think this is kind of maybe like one of these episodes where at the time of first watching it, I'm like, well, you're ruining this for Jimmy. Like, you know, it's, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like <laughs> she's kind of like the extra woman and it's her fault. But like, you know, no, I don't think that now. I just kind of think at the time I just did not like her. But, um, I mean, this is kind of like this episode yeah, I, is, like, I just, I really like her in this episode. And again, as I mentioned last episode, I just really like her and Sully. It's just such a random pairing that I don't think ever goes anywhere else after this episode. But, um, yeah, it's just, I mean, I just don't, like, sure, if Jimmy, she's got her hands all over you, fair enough. But, like, go into the men's bathroom because at least the men probably just wouldn't even give a shit that you're cheating on your fiance. Whereas, like, you know, the women <laughs> would... And particularly, let's be honest, Brooke is a woman. Brooke could be going to the bathroom at this point. So um, at least use a cubicle man. Like, come on. (laughs) I mean, can I just say, like, like, another point I was going to make was, like, why is Bobby always the one that doesn't get the girl? Like, he's always (laughs) the one that, he's always, have you noticed that, like, Kim, like, is a tease and, like, it never happens and then. Taylor and him, it's like there, because, but then nothing happens. Brandy Bobby's the and nice guy. Nice guys never get this. Didn't you hear this line later on when Jimmy's just like, "Oh, I smile at them and they take it the wrong way." Oh, you poor sexy man beast, Eddie Cibrian. I'm sure that's <laughs> happened with Leanne Rhymes. You it. were just walking past her at a concert. You smiled at Leanne Rhymes. She jumped your bones she and cheated on her husband. Um, you know, so you had to marry <laughs> her. Um, I mean, come on, Eddie Cibrian. I know it's Joe, uh, Jimmy at this point, not Eddie Cibrian, but this is this is coming from well, me. Yeah. A very, you know, I, as an attractive man myself, I know what it's like to just smile at a woman and be forced to have sex with them in the bathroom. It's a hard life, but uh, you know, someone's got to yeah, do it. Yeah, I get. Uh, as a woman, I understand it too. Like <laughs> guys take it wrong. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, <laughs> I, when we get to that scene, I just love the way like they try and make this a sympathetic scene. Like, like in no way do you have any sympathy for Jimmy in this episode. Like, none at all. And like, this is a no. Thing. Actually, it made me mad. But it, it makes but me kind of mad at the end. Like when he tried to make it seem like t- it's t- t- on Taylor. I'm not really mad about Brooke and how he cheated. It's Jimmy. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm mad about like Taylor. She just came in and you put her in this position. Like I'm so sorry. Like. Way to manipulate someone, dude. Yeah. You come in and apologize, but then you try to make it seem like she's guilty still at the same time. Like, like if this if this gets ruined, you ruin it for me, not me. And Even though I stuck my dick I, in, I, I, in I, I gotta say this. I gotta say this right now. <laughs> Fuck you, Jimmy Doherty. You ruined Brooke's life, and you don't ruin Eva LaRue's life. She's awesome. Poor Eva LaRue. Uh, <laughs> you ruined Kim's life, on. now you're ruining Brooke. Fuck you. All right, because... Brooke moves on to become a CSI Miami member. I'm just kidding. True. To which Eddie Cibrian um, then went to CSI Miami, did he not? So. Stalker. He, he knew he lost some. He knew he lost. And he's trying to make it. We want to we imagine we live in this like huge world where all TV shows are connected. So it's secretly, you know, she goes off to join CSI Miami. So Jimmy Doherty changes his name, changes profession, and chases after Brooke. <laughs> so. There we go. Just how it worked. <laughs> Which, when we get to the kid, the, the one thing that baffles me about this episode, it's weird that I'm talking this episode up so much and we, we're seemingly bagging this episode out, but, like, when we get to, to Kim's reactions this episode, like, it's weird because Kim's just all of a sudden so blasé about Jimmy, whereas, like, two episodes ago, three episodes ago, she's kind of getting a bit rapey with Jimmy. So, like, it's kind of... <laughs> I love your description. It's so rapey. I know, that's what I'm saying, like, this is what the thing about Third Watch, like, I love the show, but I know, like, I also see, like, how you, like, you, because I know you say, like, oh, I have a lot, there's a lot of things that we, like, just go off on, and this is one of the things that, yeah, it's just, 
this yeah exactly this is one of the things like we just go off on because it's like how like two episodes you're like pumped you're like okay i can't wait till next week or i can't wait for the next episode because you think this is gonna happen and then boom it's gone yeah they don't, they don't hold on <laughs> to their yeah. feelings that much like bosco seems to quickly forgive yokus enough that they're on talking terms davis has quickly forgiven sully from a few episodes ago from back on talking terms kim has gotten her rapiness of jimmy back in the back burner all of a sudden uh, you know, we saw it last <laughs> season where Bobby's, you know, undying love to this woman that he works with has always been there. You know, Trevor fucked it out of him and then Trevor just disappeared and then Trevor, then Bobby's handling dirty kids, getting involved with Taylor and soon we'll be leaving. So, you know, it's kind of like, you know, our continuity situation sometimes with Third Watch. Again, it's it's not the best, this show, when it comes to uh, remembering what they're doing with characters. But we, we kind of, you know, we're going to notice a lot more of that moving forward. Um, so, but yeah, but we, um, we, we, I will say the credits here, no Amy Carlson still, even in one of her starring episodes, she's not in it. Um, we obviously get this very awkward sort of, uh, toast here, uh, with Jimmy and, uh, Lombardo and, uh, Taylor death staring, uh, Linda, uh, who can I just say, Linda's hot. I'd totally let her pull me into a bathroom and have sex with her. Just going to point that out there. Uh, <laughs> so... That awkward moment where Ben takes it over another line. Um, just the line. Well, okay, that... well, so you don't feel left out. I would so let. Let's see. I guess Jimmy. You let Jimmy take you so to the bathroom. Go. Come on. There we you, go. You would. Let's be honest. Bathroom, I'd probably let Jimmy bathroom, take me to a bathroom. I mean, I mean, you know, he is hot. Not to a bathroom. I mean. <laughs> this show really is turning so... me gay, Brandy. Um, I'll take him back to my apartment. No. <laughs> yeah, your apartment. Just before 10 p.m. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Right, <laughs> I do. Like, yeah, I, I do like the fact that Bobby is here, and like apparently Jimmy and Bobby are besties now because now Bobby's like going speech. Like okay, um, and then like this is my second fuck you, Jimmy Doherty moment when he says in this speech to Brooke, "You're the best thing that ever happened to me." Now, okay, Brooke's amazing. I love Brooke. I love Eva Larue. What about Kim? Uh- <laughs> what about Joey and Cameron? Yeah. <laughs> Being a firefighter. That, you said, like, five episodes ago, that was the best thing to ever happen to you. Now you're talking about, like, you're just a bit indecisive, Jimmy Doherty. Uh. Well, you know, when you're hot like that, you can be, I yeah, guess. You know, it's, it's, it's a burden that us hot people have, but fair enough. Um, <laughs> but uh, we kind of get um, uh, just a random scene back at the... The cop shop, I'm just going to call it the cop shop, where uh, they're talking about, uh, you know, the darkness and how it's getting darker early and it feels like a double. And I love Sully's line here where he's talking about, what is it, like sad, sudden, affective disorder or whatever it is. And then he said, oh, I'm going to get very grumpy. And uh, I love it how when they say, like, you know, oh, more than usual. This is kind of like a random little scene. Then we get uh, Bobby and Taylor in the elevator. This is, again, why we don't need the Bobby-Taylor roof scene. We just need, this is the first scene we need of them. Um, and then it's kind of like uh, Taylor uh, is sort of, you know, she's a bit quiet. And I love Bobby. Like, Do I say something to piss you off? That's, again, such a guy line because, you know, that's we don't understand women half the time. So we're always going to say that. Um, but then uh, I love it here when she's explaining to Bobby about what she walked in on. Um, it's like, oh, I, I saw something that I shouldn't have seen. I saw Jimmy with Lombardo's girlfriend. And the way Bobby's like, oh, you sure it was Jimmy? Oh, yeah, he's got a cute butt. Uh, <laughs> so, like, there it is. Automatically, everybody knows it's Jimmy because of his cute butt. Um, <laughs> so, but then, like, Bobby sort of has a bit of a laugh and, you know, shouldn't be laughing. So, this is where this is going to be an ongoing storyline. So, one person now officially knows about Jimmy 
and Linda. It's Bobby. Just keep an eye on that where that's going to go. Um, we then get like nice little Sully Davis scene in the car. Davis wanting the New York Post so we can check the scores. And we find out that uh, Sully's daily newspaper lady is not there. Um, and then we get a call to a hardware store. A guy has walked out with a $5 hammer. And uh, the shop assistant wants to press charges. But we find out that Sully knows this guy. Uh, this is where we get to meet uh, Stan Brandolini, a former shoe store owner that Sully knows quite well. And played by the esteemed Jack Klugman, who I think is best known for uh, being part of the Odd Couple TV series back in the 70s. A uh, very esteemed actor. Sadly, no longer with us. Passed away in 2012. But uh, Golden Globe winning. And I love this guy. I love this guy's voice. He's just kind of got one of those distinct sort of croaky voices. Um, so, yeah, also known as Quincy M.E. I mean, lots of things. Very established actor. Um, but I, I, I like this sort of character of, of uh, Stan, just the relationship that he's obviously had uh, with Sully. Um, and then he, he goes back home, takes him back. Obviously, it's sort of a neighbourhood thing where he puts up all lights and everything for the neighbourhood. And uh, we, we're obviously getting a bit of a, a notion here that Stan's uh, sadly uh, got a bit of um, a dementia or Alzheimer's. He's, he's sort of losing his mind a little bit. So, um, yeah, we, we meet his son here as uh, Sully drops him off. Uh, we see this sort of nice little love story between Stan and his wife. Uh, and, yeah, it's just it's just a nice little thing. I like Do you have anything to say on Stan here? I like Stan. I love Stan. Actually, I think he makes this sh- he makes this episode. I will say, like, he's, yeah, he makes this episode. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, you, you mentioned it last episode with our great mental escape patient. Well, I agree, you know, in our post-season two recap, we'll be up there as one of our favourite little things. But I, I think yeah, Stan absolutely. might be one of the stars of a one-off character. Uh, you know, he's great. You always remember Stan. Um, so we then kind of just get a, a random little... Seen here about a robbery at a taxi. Somebody's been killed. Um, it's just kind of like a little blink and you miss it sort of moment there. Um, and this is kind of obviously where we're getting a, a few of the little um, the moments about uh, people telling uh, everyone about this. Uh, Kim has found out. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Bobby's told Kim. I kind of gelled over that scene before. Um, I kind of, this is again, Kim just doesn't give a shit now. Again, she's trying to rape her ex-husband a few episodes ago and now she's just completely fine with it. Um, so, you know, Bobby's, <laughs> Bobby, I love, I love Kim's reaction though. I will say when Kim automatically assumes that, uh, Jimmy's trying to get along with Alex. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's, I've written here, Kim just doesn't care. So then we kind of, when we've got this scene of the, the taxi and Kim's kind of got a bit of a smile to, to Jimmy and says like, oh, you missed me last night. Oh, I'm joking. And then kind of he's laughing with Bobby. And then this is kind of Jimmy's first scene to Taylor. Like, did you say anything last night? And she's just kind of like, no. And this is when we also find out for the first time, Taylor's going to be working as a paramedic because she says to Doc, oh, you know, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to be teaming up with you tomorrow. So, uh, you know, keep, keep an eye out for that. Um, then we just got Rand and Sully going home. Uh, he stops up at a restaurant, gets some chicken soups, meets Stan again. They kind of have a nice little scene here talking about, you know, fixing shoes and the old neighborhood and things like that. And kind of, you feel a bit here for Stan because, you know, obviously he doesn't know where his car is and he's going to offer Sully. So Sully's kind of obviously, um, you know, just, uh, being nice. And I don't know. I just, I just, this got great. The way they work back and forth with each other, skip started props to him. Great acting, uh, here with Jack Klugman. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of a nice little scene. Oh, but Brandy, 
Brandy, brandy, brandy, brandy, brandy, brandy, brandy, brandy, brandy, brandy. Uh, here we go. Um, this is this is our blink and you miss it moment, which is just oh, this isn't even the one that kind of makes me cry. It's coming up, but uh, so we got Sully at home. Here he is. Um, you know, just uh, I love how he kind of sets his little house out. Uh, you know, he puts his little notepad and pen on the on the um the bench, and he's got his trash ready to go, and he kind of has this little nod, like, okay, I'm ready to go for my day. He leaves the house, and he bumps into a very attractive woman who he apologizes for. She sort of says, oh, it's good working out. It's a real blink and you miss it. But here she is, Brandy. It's Tatiana. Oh, my God. Oh, I don't know. I just say... Man, <laughs> just, how can we I'm, miss this one? Just, how can people miss that one? Uh, because like every time he bumps into her, I know who she is. Like, yep. and then there's a, a blink and she you miss it. But she, man, I can't wait. This is can Tatiana I just, say, just like we, the we, whole we, we will we will see more of her a little bit in this episode, and we've obviously got so much more to come uh, of her. But like, she's a whole new world to start watch. There might, Let's just say that. There's been so many of these storylines in third watch that I can connect with. This is one for me in terms of Sully and Tatiana because this this is me in that situation. If I'm leaving a building and I bump into a very attractive woman and I just I'm just not like, of course I'm going to see what she looks like. I'm going to think she's attractive. But knowing based on my experience that I'm sadly not a Jimmy that I just smile at someone. Uh, you know, I generally assume like, oh, yep, cool. A person like that's not going to want to associate with me, so I'll just be nice, short, whatever. And then just like, this is kind of this whole storyline with Sully and her is the fact that, you know, you can clearly tell that Tatiana's interested in him, but he just doesn't get it. That would be me. That would be me. I would be Sully and just not assume anything because of what she, how, who she is. So, and we'll even get a little bit more <laughs> of that later on in this episode, but oh my God. Oh my it's, God, it's that, that's a, me too sometimes. Oh. It like, there's... There, that's that has been me with like certain guys like i usually don't crush on guys i usually like i'm not saying they crush on me i just don't really like have time for them but like if i'm crushing on a guy and he is crushing on me too i have like i have self doubt where i'd be like nah it's just me it's yeah. just me crushing on him i think he's crushing on me like i don't get it yeah until like they say something like so if you don't make your first move wouldn't it would never happen yeah no i agree <laughs> completely it just, yeah but so just I, I get you bookmark this again we're going to see her again in this episode but here it is just uh this episode tatiana is a blink and you miss it moment played by the absolutely beautiful savannah husk and she's just going to become so important in this show so um yeah just you just wait for her um because just things from now on for sully are about to change but uh, we'll get to her again in this episode um, Sally kind of walks off. He's got uncomfortable shoes. His newsstand's closed. Uh, once again, poor Sully. Uh, this is the, the newsstand is also kind of the dirty, the dirty kid. It never gets resolved, but it's kind of you know again, it's not as bad as dirty kid. So it's kind of I can give it a pass. Uh, we get Kim and Doc having a random conversation. Kim bagging out men. <laughs> you know, men are selfish. They're untrustworthy. I love Doc's like, where's this coming from? Um, <laughs> it's like, oh, you don't want to know. It's like, oh, uh, you know, yeah, maybe I don't. So then she just comes out and tells Doc about Jimmy and <laughs> and, um, and Taddy, uh, Tatiana, Linda. Um, and then, you know, just go back and forth. And then I love it when she says, he's such a jerk as Carlos walks Carlos. <laughs> Carlos, again, is me in this situation. Oh I'm so Carlos here. It's like, that what? me too. You're talking about me? And it's like, oh, we're not talking about you. Oh, this got to do with the 40 bucks? I said I'll pay you back at the end of the month. <laughs> This is so me too. Like not as not as severe as Carlos, but that is so me. Like if I hear like something like, "Oh yeah," and she she does she thinks this, and, I'm, and I walk right in, and I'm like, "What do you mean? Like, are they talking about?" Me? But like, I, just, I love how Carlos then gets here. Like, 
this isn't even the best Carlos scene in this episode, but like Carlos, then you know, kind of complaining. I love to say, I love the cool shirt Carlos is wearing. It's kind of well, I don't know, like a heart monitor on it or something. But then you know, this is obviously when um, is it Doc then turns around and says tells Carlos the truth, and Kim's like, oh, thanks, you know, saying it's a secret, and then all of a sudden Doc's whole you know mannerism changes, like. That man's a machine. <laughs> then just like I love it when Jimmy walks up and he just awkwardly goes up to Jimmy, pats him on the shoulder. Right on, man. <laughs> I just can we go and then like just the color scene, like right when he's like, "Are you talking about me?" I love how like Doc t- does tell him the truth, right? Yeah. But then he's like, "Oh man," and he's like, "But what does it have to do with me?" Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, just love how we play that. Just so Carlos, and again, like. Really, people watching this for the first time are probably thinking, why are you saying hashtag Bobby goes nowhere? We're getting nothing from Carlos this season. Um, but, like, again, the Carlos payoff is just so darn good. Uh, so, like, you know, you, you can excuse it because you know where it's going. Whereas, again, Bobby's is just, yeah, well, anyway. But um, we kind of get this nice little scene between uh, Davis and Sally. I, I like uh, Davis's mannerisms. He's like, mocha cappuccino. Uh, and then sort of they're just talking about it and... Davis is concerned about the Jets not making the playoffs. So Davis is a Jets fan, uh, not a Giants fan. I think you and I had that conversation a while back. Um, Sully complaining about paying 75 cents or a packet of gum. I wish I could pay 75 cents or a packet of gum. That's cheap. Um, and we learn about um, Lucky, um, his newspaper stand uh, that he visits. Uh, that She would always slip in a packet of gum every morning with the paper. And we kind of get this, this weird little, um, you know, conversation about uh, how uh, Davis heard about this person who was discovered a year later after dying with their cat curled up because no one liked them. I'm on that route right now. Can I just point out that I'm going to just die in my house <laughs> and somebody's going to find me? And he, oh, Ben's dead. Oh, haven't heard a third watch episode in a while. Then better go check on him. Oh, <laughs> like I must, I must log on to Skype waiting for like you to call in. Yeah. No, come on. Uh, oh, well, he's, he's got an excuse. <laughs> Three years later. Oh, Ben still hasn't logged on. Um, <laughs> just, yeah. Meanwhile, we're back to, we see uh, Stan's house again. These dick kids are just destroying his house. I love kind of Stan. He's like, I'll break your damn skulls. Just the way he's like yelling at them. And then Davis has caught one of them. I got one of them little slow ass. <laughs> they uh they uh doc checks him out uh taylor as well um and he doesn't want to go to the hospital so just kind of a scene here um this is probably the best carlos scene we've had in this episode maybe the best carlos scene we've had in a long time so we just get random bosco and yokas just talking about i don't know a, a somebody and then um carlos pulls up carlos is riding by himself Where's our Carlos riding by himself storyline? I want to see Carlos out there on the streets with no partner. Randomly pulls up to mm-hmm. Yokus and Bosco because, <laughs> you know, because the Carlos, Yokus and Bosco trio is one that we're dying to see, which we'll get a bit this season, actually. I kind of like Carlos with Yokus and Bosco. And then he's just sort of talking to them like, oh, did you hear about Jimmy Doherty? What happened at the, uh, you know, the party last night? And sort of Bosco's all like, yeah, you know, there's these two guys, like, oh, you know, lucky guy, cheating. And then just Yokus, you know, <laughs> oh, you wouldn't like it if it was on the other side. And Carl's like, what? It's like, yeah, infidelity is an equal opportunity employee, boys. And she kind of has this look on her face and walks off. The best thing is just the look between Carlos and Bosco. They're just struggling each other like, what? I don't understand. And it's like, they are the same person, so many levels. I just love Carlos and Bosco. We're going to get such a great episode with them later on this season. 
just love this scene. Just when is look. that episode? Oh, I mean, episode 17. We're still uh, eight oh, episodes man. away okay. from Selma yeah. Ponsa being Carlos. But, oh, God. So worth the wait. How good is this scene, Brandy? Come on. <laughs> I'm not... Too much is more it's more of a guy scene, but yeah. <laughs> They're just so unaware of like, you know, Jokers is so right again. But I just love just they're so naive and stupid. It's just like, what's she on about? <laughs> Bosco's face though, I will say that it's funny. Like the way he's like Lee looks and he's like Yo. What? <laughs> <Just wait. laughs> oh my god, it's so good. Um we get Doc and Taylor scene, first of all. Uh next we kind of get Taylor talking about 27 Christmas gifts. Um, then Doc, the uh, internet-savvy user that Doc is, um, you know, he only needs six, two hours online, I'm done, dates this episode when Taylor is like, can you get good stuff online? Um, so, you know, it's um, kind of just dated. Doc's talking to Taylor about how are you going to the wedding next week? Oh, it should be nice if it happens. So this is kind of where Chinese whispers is coming full circle here. Um so then we get a call here. There's a fire. It's at Stan's house. Um, and sort of this is where Taylor's like, oh, isn't this a guy from um, last night? And this is what I kind of like about Taylor's character, which I guess is something which I've always sort of taken for granted. But, like, you know, sort of Darville and I talked a little bit about how we, we don't necessarily like how they kind of forget about her being a firefighter a lot later on, which I know plays into a storyline. But I think the complexity about Taylor is the fact that when she's working as a paramedic and she comes to a fire, her first instinct is, of course, is to run into the building because she's also a firefighter. Oh, yeah. So I kind of like this level of her character where she's in a situation like this where her instinct is to run in, but she kind of can't and shouldn't be because we obviously get Jimmy sort of telling her off after. But I just like that about Taylor. Um, so, you know, we get this sort of scene, they rescue Stan. She's a badass. She is a badass. She's, she's really good. Another really strong female character this show has. Um, which, I mean, really, do we have any weak female characters in this show? I mean, there are, there are two, there are two scenes in this entire show that I can point out right now, which to me, they turn characters into damsels in distresses, which I don't like what they do with the characters. One with Kim, one with Munro. I don't like it when they have those scenes with those characters. I think it really diminishes their characters because they are strong females. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll get to those scenes. They're a fair way away. But um, anyway, so this is obviously the house stands on fire. They're trying to rescue his wife. And sadly, his wife um, is dead. Um, and kind of this is obviously where um, we get a bit of a Sully uh, Taylor moment when, you know, she's sort of mentioning about, oh, crazy old guy. And he's t- Sully's just like, oh, I was trying to save his wife. Um, and kind of it's a nice little Jimmy Taylor scene here. I mean, I, I mentioned in the first Taylor episode, I liked Jimmy and Taylor there, but... You know, there's kind of there's sort of a weird pairing in the fact that yeah, they start off good. We obviously get a bit of animosity between the two this episode with what's happened, but you know, I, I like Jimmy and Taylor sort of when they are sort of on good terms, um, and sort of you know Jimmy sort of saying to Taylor like, oh, that wasn't very smart going in there, and you know says to Jimmy, you would have done the same, um, and then we we kind of get you know a bit of a Davis Taylor preview here, you know Taylor sort of saying, oh, there should be a law here about how many lights you can have. Davis kind of, you know, then says, oh, did you hear about the Doherty thing? So it's really come full circle now. So somehow we didn't see Davis finding out, but clearly everybody knows now. So Taylor's out. I was like, oh, shit, this has gone full circle. Um, so uh, we get, uh, we're back at the hospital. Um, 
We get sort of uh, Stan getting worked on. We find out that Firefighter's got some minor injuries. Great to gel over that third watch. Was it DK? Was it Walsh? Was it Lombardo? What Firefighter's got minor injuries? <laughs> Should we be concerned? <laughs> it's just kind of like, oh, by the way, some of the Firefighters were hurt, but let's not care about them. We don't care about the Firefighters. This is third watch. <laughs> One of them dines. You know what? It's fine. Yeah. Just moving on. It's literally like, oh, we've already had one firefighter episode this season. We'll have another one in a few. It's all good. Um, so, anyway, this is kind of when, you know, we get some more. Uh, this is uh, Taylor confronting Bobby. You know, did you say anything to Davis? And then, you know, Bobby admits she, he told Kim. So then, you know, T- uh, Taylor approaches Kim. Can I talk for you a second? We've got Bobby in the background. Like, no, 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 no. So kind of like she walks off with uh, Kim. I just kind of like it. It's just so, you know, just weird and funny, this whole storyline about just the whispers going around the uh, the firehouse. Don't know if I should have said Chinese whispers before. I think that might be technically politically incorrect now in 2017. So I apologize if I've uh, crossed the line by saying Chinese whispers. Uh, you know what I mean. Um, we get Sully um, showing up um, where he is. Where am I here? Um... What am I talking about here? Oh, he goes... Oh, sorry, I'm reading here. Sully goes to the, back to the house uh, where it's burnt down with his little torch and uh, finds a presence in the car, which obviously he'll hold on to. The next morning, we've got Sully in another store getting the post and the gum. Um, has a bit of a conversation here with Doc, which is nice. Um, I like Doc and Sully scenes here where they're obviously talking about, you know, how the old neighbourhood used to be. It was 10 years since the shoe store mm-hmm. closed down, so just kind of a nice little bonding moment. This is where we get our Jimmy and uh, Taylor scene, which, look, it's done well to the point where you are meant to sympathise with Jimmy. And Taylor, obviously, is kind of regretting opening her mouth. Fair enough. Because, you know, Jimmy is in love with Brooke, and fair enough, it's sweet. But fuck you, Jimmy. Like, no. like (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I was going to say, it's an epic fail. I'm sorry, but no, it makes you even mind. It's funny because, like, there's, I guess there's something I haven't even told you, but when I first started watching this show, I used to not care for Faith at all. Oh, wow. I don't know if I ever told you. Yeah. And then, like, it's funny because, like, it's no, it just goes back to, like, when you said, like, back then when you used to watch this show, you was like, um, Jimmy said, like, fuck you, Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be like that with Faith. Like, fuck you, Faith, especially with Sergeant Cruz. But now it's so funny, like, how we're talking about this and, like, how we see different things now, especially after, like, life experience and everything. Yeah. But, yeah, no. I mean, I, I always like to refer to it as a, as the Friends argument in the fact that every time I watch Friends, I always find myself, you know, towards a character more so. And there's only six on that show that you kind of deal with, the main six. But, um, you know, I think every single time I watch Friends, I always find myself liking another character more each time and where I respect each of them more so. Um, so, yeah, I kind of think that's what I see it in this way around. And there's really no one in Third Watch that I ever now can say I don't like. Um, the only one, exactly, the same. only one I always just, and we had this a few episodes ago again, of course, the middle ground, it's Grace, uh, because you know, eh, it's Grace. Uh, that's that's I mean, your opinion. I, would of Grace. Say the, Grace. I, mean, <laughs> I like all the characters. I love all the characters. Like, of course, you know, I'm a, I ra- I went off on Kim because she was doing stupid shit though. I mean, we all, I get angry for my favorite characters too, but yeah. I love Kim. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, she was doing stupid shit. So of course I was not going to be like her best friend at that point. Like, no, fuck you, Kim. <laughs> now, but now we cool. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I definitely get what you mean. Yeah. Eh, Grace. I mean, Finny. Eh, Finny. You know, it's kind of... <laughs> Grace is pretty, though. She's like another, She's like the oh, female version Cara of Bueno. Jimmy, I guess. Yes, she's like, please. She's very pretty. 
Yeah. She's... <laughs> I, she can take me to a bathroom any day of the week. I'm not going to say no. Um, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, fuck you, Jimmy. Stop trying to defend yourself. You're just making Taylor feel bad now. Uh, but then we kind of get Sully with Stan. We're in the hospital. And uh, this is obviously where we learn that he's actually set the fire himself, Stan. He's trying to sort of uh, go out together, which it's... It, it's this interesting storyline. It's sad and everything. And it's kind of, you know, you sort of question like, would Sully have arrested this guy? Would he have like report him if he had survived? You'd assume he would have had to. Cause I mean, you know, technically murder. Right. Um, so yeah, murder manslaughter. I, I don't know what you would classify that as, but I mean, if he had survived, he would have had tough. to go down surely. Yeah. I mean, I thought about that too. And I was like, that's a tough one, but I mean, it had a happy ending, I guess, and this, in its own way, it had a happy ending. But yeah, I th- I definitely thought it was like, I definitely think about that. I think Third Watch has a lot of episodes like this where you definitely think like, if it was not like this, would they? Like with Faith and leaving Caesar out on the streets in yeah. episode, season one, you know, I mean, like, it never got brought up again. Well, but, yeah. And I mean, there's obviously the, gl- I mean, we're, we're a long way away from this. Uh, we're obviously, you know, True. thinking about season six premiere and season five finale, kind of what Yokus does in More Monsters. Uh, I know there's kind of a storyline about the ramifications about that, but, you know, with Cruz. True. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there are a few Can't moments wait, in the show where you've kind of got to think, well, really? Uh, but, yeah, so um, we'll obviously, I mean, in a way, it's kind of good that Stan dies because then he doesn't have to get, arrested if you know what i mean so yeah but yeah, yeah of course. i guess we can kind of lump that in i mean uh, you know we kind of obviously his son's here uh we sort of saying you're not family you know kind of going off at sully a little bit which is fair enough because you know sully at the beginning was saying like i'll oh, just wait until christmas before you put him in a nursing home and clearly stan's done this because he's like no we're not going to a nursing home i wanted to both go out with my wife and sort of uh you know in this scene. and I, I do like that scene earlier on when like stan says to uh everybody in the house like isn't she the most beautiful woman you've ever seen like it's just sweet like i always smile when I see old couple, like old people holding hands walking down the street, like I'm kind of in that point in my life where I'm like, "Fuck you, love, you're a piece of shit." But like, I still have a little smile when you see like you know two eighty year olds walking down the street holding hands. You're like, "Oh, you know, there is hope out there." Uh, so yeah. Anyway, it's it's a sweet storyline. I have a heart, people. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, so and his heart grew three times bigger. Yeah, <laughs> the Grinch. No, I'm just kidding. Then it went back just- to nothing. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, we kind of get a bit of a Sully scene here again, back to, uh, where Lucky's little, uh, newsstand is and asking some questions and just hasn't seen, uh, her, unfortunately, um, we've obviously got, uh, back at the hospital, uh, x-ray being backed up. And this is, again, where we get a nice little scene here with Sully. He's uh, come back to see Stan and having a little bit of a conversation with his son. Uh, brings him in some uh, some Christmas carols. Uh, this is where we find out Stan's not going to wake up. I, 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 this is kind of, you know, it's, it's a weird thing to say this is sort of a Christmas episode, but it's obviously based around Christmas in terms of, like, Stan and his Christmas decorations. But just when we hear that sort of Christmas music through the uh, the very dated Discman, um, yeah, it's a, it's a sweet little scene. Um, but then we get this scene where they're all having their lunch, all the paramedics and firefighters, and Taylor's just basically saying, like, you know, just please, guys, be respectful. Just, you know, don't spread this around. Uh, you know, we get Kim, again, her care factor of zero, where she's saying about Jimmy being nice to look at. 
Um, everybody laughing. Taylor walks off. What is wrong with you guys? Um, and this is where we get Taylor and Sully. Why not? Um, I just love Taylor and Sully randomly. If you watch the uh, season two bloopers on the DVD, actually, it's um, it's sort of introduced and closed out by uh, Amy Carlson and Skip Sutter. So obviously they must have a good rapport with themselves uh, sort of outside of the show as well. But um, it's a nice little scene here where, you know, Taylor's sort of talking to Sully about things and Sully's, you know, she kind of has a bit of a dig at Sully, like, oh, let me guess you sit here every day and order the same thing every single day. Um, but, you know, she obviously bonds with him, finds out that Sully's going to the wedding as Davis's date. Um, and then just kind of, yeah, they bond. She sits there, uh, finds out about Stan dying, um, and, you know, have a, have a nice little, uh, nice little scene here. And, uh, you know, I, this, this just makes me brandy. Like, you live in America, you lucky duck. This just makes me want to come back to America and go to a place like this. This is what I love about America, is your food and just, like, you know, diners like this and just, like... You know, this food that is so bad for you, but it's so cheap and it's just the service. Just like, you know, that woman when she's just like, meatball sub with tapioca or something like that. Just like, I just want to go to these places. We don't have places like that in Australia. So, um, yeah. Go to a diner Man, for I me, definitely... Brandy, please, and have that for me. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> if I wasn't so broke, for no. sure. No. <laughs> no, it's funny because, like, I... I used to be so jealous. Like I had friends like overseas and I'm like, man, you guys live overseas and I live in America. Like, but then getting older, like, of course, when you're a kid, like you don't appreciate what you have, but like, as I'm older now, I appreciate it. But I still want to go to like Australia and like different places. Like my friend just posted like a picture of Australian candies. You guys have like these gummies, Mm -hmm. a bag of gummies with chocolate mixed in them. And I'm like, what? (laughs) They don't do that here. (laughs) We need to do a trade. We need to, we need to like post each other some stuff and I'll send you some stuff and you can send me some. There we go. We're talking about Twinkies uh, the other day in a lost episode. So, uh, you know, we can actually buy Twinkies here in Australia now, but they're very expensive. Even though I'm not huge on Twinkies, I prefer Ding Dongs, but anyway. Uh, I heard that. I heard like in New Zealand, like my friend in New Zealand was saying that like the American food there is like very expensive. Yeah, you but that's New Zealand. No one gives a shit about them. So they just like charge everything more. True. Dumb, but... but I don't know if that's over like, in... <laughs> I don't know if that's in Australia and other places no. too, but I just know like. <laughs> Hello, Nick. Hello, New Zealand. We do love you. Um, Yeah, no, it's. It's kind of, it, I mean, our food here is generally more expensive anyway. So, I mean, if you were to go to a diner and order what Sally did, it's going to be very expensive compared to what you'd get in America. But um, that's why I miss your country and hopefully be living there soon. But, um, oh, this is... Hopefully, yeah. Just, uh, just quickly before I get to this, do you have anything to add on Sully and Taylor? I mean, I know it's just a random thing that goes nowhere, but I don't know. I just Ooh, like Sully and Taylor. I love it because like, I do remember the season two blooper, blooper, uh, bloopers a little bit. And I remember them having like a very great relationship as well. And yeah. I'm just... Taylor... Again, like, Taylor coming into this, I just love, like, the characters that they choose. I don't know if, like, they went through a process, like, okay, we want to, like, make sure, like, they have this good report with characters. But, like, almost every character they chose, like, be on this show, it's become part of, like, the cast has been, like, very amazing. It's yeah. just, like, fit in so well. But, like, the ending, like you said, like, when we get to, like, near season five and six, it definitely def- definitely goes away a little bit. But, but, I mean, like, from season one to season through season five, like, with Sergeant Cruz and Monroe, these characters just fit in so well. Yeah, and I, I'm i really appreciating Taylor more and more the more I watch Third Watch. And, like, um, you know, it's maybe it's, it's an Amy Carlson thing. Like, you know, she was great in Blue Bloods and then fucking robbed of just being ripped off screen. Stupid Blue Bloods. But, um, you know, she's just a great actress. <laughs> I like Amy Carlson. So, um, yeah, I think I appreciate Taylor a lot more over the every time I watch this show. Um, but, yeah, then we get, oh, you know, we thought Tatiana was great before. Here we have dear old little Sully in a suit and a little box with a bow on it. And, hi, I'm your neighbor. I thought I'd introduce myself. And, you know, uh, she's like, that's for me? 
And it's like, oh, they're just like cookies. And she's just like, okay, I'm Tatiana. <laughs> just like, I love it when he walks I just off. Loved- and when she's just like, oh, I like old guess. movies. And it's like, oh, I can hear them. It's just, it's just like so awkward and different. And, you know, good afternoon, John. And like this scene just nearly makes me I just cry. Hope. Just, oh. this, this scene is hope. It is hope. Like you said, like this, I don't know. This scene is just so hope because like after going through like, like you, like after like going through like so many or seeing so many fucked up relationships are going through so many things and then you see these scenes like with Sully and Tatiana and they're just so innocent and sweet and just it's so hopeful like okay you know and it's so it's not even like out of your reach it's not like a Jimmy and a hot ass female yeah it's like Sully and Tatiana like it's so reality it's not even out of your reach yep. and it's just so hopeful and the thing that's so like I mean you know? I'm actually just looking here at Savannah Husk's um filmography she actually apparently hasn't acted in anything since 2008 it's nearly 10 years without maybe she's retired or something like that i'm not too sure doesn't she have kids i thought she had kids too at one point like i don't know i think she was a like a mom or i don't know it's just it's weird seeing according to imdb at least she just has not acted in anything in nearly 10 years but um i mean this is clearly her most prominent role out of everything she's been in but um Oh, God, just this scene, it just makes, it really nearly makes me cry every time you get that scene when she opens the door and you kind of see her because you'll know what I'm talking about in terms of when we get that in a flashback, that we see this scene again in the future. And it's just, oh, when we get that, it's so different. But, um, oh, God, it just, oh, it just makes me sad. I, it just makes me sad. It makes so me want to cry because you know, like, what's coming, like, with, oh, my God. Like, because <laughs> yeah. it's so hopeful. And then, like, just, I don't, don't watch is so great, though. I mean, oh, my God, like. It's funny because, like, as a writer, one thing is, like, when you bring characters and you write about characters and you create them, you got to create them so, like, innocent and so powerful. So, like, later on, like, when things happen to that character, like, not good or bad, you feel it as well and it's just – it has an impact. Yep. And they did that with Tatiana. Like, they created, they created, like, this couple, this character so well and, like, that – when things do happen, it's so, such an impact, you know? And, and so, I mean, look, let's be honest. We can just say it. I mean, this is clearly she's brought in to be a love interest for Sully. But, like, it's it's not just, yeah. like, a rush, like, oh, random love interest. They go to town no. with her. And, like, she obviously becomes such a prominent part of this show that kind of a lot of season three uh, and then season four is around her character and a lot of the storylines are really around her and it kind of, it affects Davis. It affects kind of everyone really. Um, and this is where you obviously get someone like Roy Scheider, the esteemed, you know, Roy Scheider coming into this show eventually. So uh, we're talking about Mia Farrow last episode, but um, yeah, I mean, just so important into, into terms of how she plays a part into this show. So, Oh, God, I can't believe we're at Tatiana already. We're moving through this show already. We're going to be talking about Cruz soon enough uh, here, Brandy. So, um, oh, man. yeah, we're meeting some we're meeting some big guns in the terms of this show. But, um, yeah, so this is where we get uh, – <laughs> I always forget the weddings. I, I always – like, I always forget they actually get married. I always thought they break up. Spoiler alert, Brooke and... I mean, you know they're going to break up. You know what Jimmy's done. Come on, they're not staying together forever. Um, But I always forget that they actually do get married. So we're at the church, um, and, you know, we kind of get Kim and Doc randomly talking about Morales. It's going good, you know, would you get married and this sort of stuff. Sully shows up. He's got the presents. Uh, We've got, you know, uh, Davis talking about uh, there being an open bar. Can I just point out, like, this is my randomness here about who's invited. Like, clearly it's a wedding of a major character, so they're like, oh, of course, we're going to have everyone here. Why the hell is Bosco there? Jimmy does not like Bosco. Why the hell is Kim there? His ex-wife. 
Like, I know Joey's involved in this wedding, but, like, like seriously, can we just logically establish here? There is no reason for Bosco to be here. There's no reason for Kim to be here. Is there any reason for Carlos to be here? Like, I mean, it just seems like an excuse to have everybody here. Even Taylor. Like, he's barely known Taylor for however long. So it's kind of like, why are they there? Um, so, I mean, that's just my point out. But, I mean, this obviously turns into, like, this fun scene where... Um, you know, they, they bring up the, if anybody knows any reason why these two shouldn't be together and Taylor starts like choking and laughing before everybody starts cracking up laughing. Can I just point out, isn't Brooke going to be raising a few eyebrows at this point? <laughs> like, why did everybody I, start cracking up laughing at this point? <laughs> at that point, you know, something's up. You're not going to like kind of just let it go. Unless they say something like, oh, it's just funny that Jimmy's finally settling down. But, but <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, it's played for laughs, I think, in the fact that you kind of know this is not going to last because just I just love them all laughing. It's just so funny. Um, and then, like, when they leave the church, here's a little bookmark for you. It's the first time I've actually ever noticed this. This church is going to be seen again in pretty much the last scene of Third Watch in Season 6. Uh, it's got to do with Carlos. Uh, Kim and Jimmy are there. Uh, you know, a lot of people are there. I don't know if you noticed that at all, Brandy, but just remember this church because we will see this again in four and a half seasons' time. Mm-hmm. I just, I didn't know. Yeah, just, just pointed that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So anyway, this is kind of where it leaves. They leave off in a horse and cart. They're outside. Uh, they go away, and uh, this is kind of where we get a nice little closing scene. Sully and Taylor. Uh, Taylor's going to go off with Sully and drop off. Um, the. Uh, the presence at the Y, and this is kind of where your opening line is, like, oh, do you want to be Santa? That makes you one of the elves. And again, bookmark that note. Remember Sully jokingly as Santa, because we actually get to see Sully as Santa in your beloved episode. Um, so there we go. Um, that is uh, Run of the Mill. Such a great episode. So, yeah. Oh, my God. I can't speak high enough of this episode. So anything else to add before we get into the evil or review section? No. No, I think we pretty much covered it, especially with San, like, San, Stan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think, it, yeah, yeah, Stan. I think that was, like, the recipes, and especially, like, I don't know, I just, that was, like, my main, like, excitement for this episode was just Stan right there, and, like, yeah, there was a few more ep- scenes that were exciting, but Stan was, like, the, the, the frosting on the cake. Yeah, completely agree. The icing on the cake, there we go, yeah. Alrighty. Evil or review time. Uh, here we go. Buying it, renting it, binning it, or as kind of, I think, uh, Darvell pointed out, or we kind of sort of loosely established, we can rename these categories. Uh, after hours it, grace it, or dirty kid it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I look, I'm just going to interrupt you here and straight away say, of course, this is a buy. Absolute. No question of a doubt. Uh, bringing my streak now to, I believe, 11 in a row. Um, just such a good episode. Uh, what are you doing with this one? Man, I'm keeping my streak. There is no way I'm breaking it with this episode. <laughs> this episode is just no. I'm buying it. I'm buying it twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's... me too. I'm buying it four <laughs> times. Yeah, yeah. So I'm buying it five then. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm buying it infinity times. You know, take no taxi backsies. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck you then? Just kidding. <laughs> Uh, so that's six in a row for you. Uh, you know, taking Darvell's out of the equation. He's ruined it there with his one rented for Kim's Hope Chest. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, 11 in a row now. I, I, look, I never believed that this would be a case given that, you know, I binned an episode in first season. 
uh, and kind of just going over a lot of our runs here. I mean, Lost, we sort of had a good run there with Noah and I doing a bunch in a row, but they sort of broken up. Nip Tuck even is surprising, actually, that we haven't really had a good streak of bites. There are only three in a row every now and then when it comes to Nip Tuck. But, uh, you know, I kind of thought maybe if this was to be a case, it might be third watch. But the fact is now that uh, I've bought every single episode of season two, uh, nine episodes in, and obviously I bought the last two of season one. So... Yeah, we are we are on a huge streak here right now. And uh, will it continue for the next episode? I'm not too sure, because this might be one of those episodes where maybe I look at it a bit differently. We're into history now. We've got our second Doc episode. Um, and look, I think it's a good episode. I'm not saying it's a bad episode, but uh, I'm going to be intrigued at the end of it if I'm going to come away with this as a buy, because there's a, it's a bit of a weird storyline with Doc. It's very well acted, and it's it's a very strong episode, and we've got some great Carlos stuff in this episode with Carlos sleeping with a student to cheat. Um, so, you know, we kind of got some good stuff in this episode. So I'm going to be... I'm kind of going into this with an open mind, whether it's going to be a high rent or a, or a low buy, because it might break my streak. I'm not as high up on history as I am for a lot of these episodes, but uh, I still think it's enjoyable. I just, I just question the Doc storyline slightly, and, you know, Doc doing martial arts is a bit weird, but, um, yeah. I don't, it, it what was, do you it think came of out history? Blue. It, it came out of the blue, like, the martial arts part. Like, I remember you mentioned that. You mentioned that, I think, the last time we spoke as well. Now, it's definitely one of those episodes, like, you remember. I don't know. It's hard to explain because I don't. It was different, for sure. I don't remember every scene, but I know the martial arts part, like, because it was, like, it was a big, like, it was how they broke it up. Like, he would do, like, one piece of martial art, and, like, he would say something like, peace. Or, like, wasn't it one... I forgot what exactly what he was saying. But it was different. Yeah. I don't know. I would have to watch it just to see. I'd probably... Now, I haven't seen that episode in a long time, so I don't know my perspective. I'd, prob- I'd probably say this as well as one episode, which we've gotten a few episodes to, is maybe th- there's two episodes this season, which kind of, like, I'm not as high on as the other ones. So, I mean, it's definitely history. And then when we eventually uh, get to duty, which is actually only uh, episode 13. So, I mean, there's just a few random storylines, which kind of you might question as a bit of a dirty kid storyline, even though they take over a full season. Uh, a full episode, I should say. So, yeah, I'm going to be intrigued to see how I come out of it. I don't think you're sadly going to be on that episode with us, Brandon. I think it's a Darvell episode, but uh, I'm sure you're going to keep watching them and listening to them. And I will point out that in terms of air dates, it's just a weird one here for you, uh, Run of the Mill was the last episode to ever air in the year 2000. Our next episode aired in 2001. So uh, just farewell to the year 2000, just while we're in these episodes. But uh Interesting, interesting indeed. And if you're enjoying these ones with us, and I hope you are, please, of course, uh, stay up to date. You can subscribe. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher is the best way to do it. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, YouTube, everywhere else in between. Brandy, I will say just as a side note here, thank you to you. Uh, Obviously, you know, we're kind of alternating episodes between yourself and Darvell. But, uh, you know, until we next get you you. back again, I appreciate it. Um, But I will close out by saying... My name is Ben, and uh, podcasts are an equal infidelity, equal opportunity. I don't know where I was going with that. Thanks for joining us. That's what I'll say. (laughs) (laughs) And again, as as you have it, my name is Brandy, and (laughs) until next time. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net. 